From Up North News, I'm Pat Wrightlow. Time for some headlines and commentary as we look at the stories being talked about around Wisconsin tonight on this Thursday, January 21st. A rather quiet day. Wasn't it nice? A slow news day. Who'd have thought? I hope we can get used to that. Uh, we will start, as we often do, with the latest on the coronavirus pandemic in Wisconsin. And I won't say it was a quiet day, but I will say the numbers continue going in a better direction than they were, say, in November and early December. 2,200 new coronavirus infections reported by the Department of Health Services on Thursday. Uh, that's up from yesterday, but if you look at all the daily fluctuations, the seven-day moving average of daily new cases came down again, and now it's down close to 1,700 cases a day, a level it hasn't been at since late September. Uh, hospitalizations have come down to a number that they haven't been at since late September, early October. Uh, on the sad side, though, another 45 people lost their lives because of COVID-19. The Wisconsin death toll is at 5,607. And as we look at the numbers of people who've been vaccinated in the state, trying to come up with the right way to explain these day after day, I think what we'll do is this. We'll tell you how many people got their first dose of the vaccine, because you need two, how many people have received both doses of the vaccine, and then what percent of the whole state population is that? That way, you know, states can kind of compare apples to apples. So the latest stats on vaccinations in Wisconsin, 233,000 people have received one dose, 52,000 people have received both doses. That is 0.9% of the population. So we are closing in on 1% of the population getting both doses of vaccine. Yes, a long way to go. It's not that we have to go to 100%, but to get herd immunity, we're going to have to get a lot more um, needles into people's arms, and we'll see how the Biden administration changes uh, any of that in getting vaccine to the states. The big topic on vaccines today in Wisconsin dealt with those priority groups. And you've probably heard of Group 1A, the first group of people to get the vaccine made up of frontline healthcare workers, and then long-term care facilities, the residents and the staff. After that, uh, police and firefighters and EMTs uh, were allowed to get vaccinated. Now it's time to make a decision on the next group, which is called 1B. It, it kind of reminds you of when you get on an airplane and your ticket says group two, but there's actually like eight other groups that get on board ahead of you. So yeah, there was 1A and now we're looking at 1B, which would be the, the second main group to get vaccinated. A committee made up of medical experts and health officials is advising the Department of Health Services as to who should be part of the next group, Group 1B. Uh, the first part was rather easy, senior citizens. Where do you draw the line? They drew it at 65. The medical recommendation is 70, but because other bordering states chose 65, you know, Wisconsin would look like a bit of an outlier and there'd be a lot of pressure. So 65 and up will likely be in group 1B. It will also be made up of teachers and some educators. School districts can help determine who's a frontline worker in that area. Same goes with uh, food services, public transportation, healthcare workers who are not on the front lines are part of group 1B. And then this is the important one. People in congregate settings, which makes sense. We've talked about that before. If you've got a bunch of people housed together, you want to get them vaccinated because it wouldn't take much otherwise for another local outbreak. But that includes prisons and jails. That's congregate housing as well. And I know we've mentioned this before, but it's worth saying again. You have people who are arguing 
in bad faith, frankly, trying to score political points that how dare prisoners and inmates get vaccines before somebody who's, say, 64 years old. But again, if that 64-year-old is doing the right things, maintaining social distance, not going into big crowds, they have the option to do that. Prisoners, inmates, and therefore the guards and the staff and then all the people that are in their circles, why should they run at a higher risk? You want to take care of where the virus could spread further first. Naturally, you have politicians who are looking to make easy copy for political ads in 2022 when you have public health officials who are recommending the right thing to do if we're going to bring the pandemic down. So just want to make you aware of how some people are still trying to play politics with a pandemic. Well, also in political news, the Speaker of the Wisconsin State Assembly, Robin Voss, is doing something that a federal judge told him over a year ago not to do. Although I think he's, he's trying to be clever, you know, by half here. Uh, he got in trouble in 2019 because he blocked certain groups from seeing his tweets on his Twitter account. A federal judge said, you can't do that. You're a public official. Uh, a Twitter account, if you open that up, it's a public forum. You can't block access. You're violating their First Amendment rights. And so a, a judgment was uh, made against uh, Assembly Speaker Voss. He didn't have to pay any of it. You did. Wisconsin taxpayers shelled out $200,000 in court costs because of Voss blocking. Well, he's done something similar. The other day, he restricted two of his tweets that were critical of Governor Tony Evers. Because why wouldn't you tweet about that? Um, he blocked the ability to reply to those tweets, except for a few hundred people that he follows on his account. By and large, you can't go and reply. Uh, does that run afoul of that 2019 decision by denying access people to reply to the most powerful Republican in the, in the state? We'll certainly be watching to see if there's any legal challenge on that. But bear in mind, this is a Republican leadership in the legislature that, according to a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel estimate, has spent about $5 million of your money over the past two years on private attorneys to take care of cases involving everything from uh, elections to those lame duck laws that they passed to fighting basic coronavirus safeguards. But again, if it's not their money, apparently the legislative leadership has no problem spending it. We have that story and much more on our website, upnorthnewswi.com. From the editor's desk, I'm Pat Kreitlow.